Hey everyone, welcome back to The Haunted Corner. I'm Ashton and I'm excited to be back. We've been on vacation for a few weeks and it was amazing. We took a family vacation and did all the things. We road tripped to Vegas for a night and stayed at Circus Circus. I don't care what anyone says, we love that hotel. It's low cost and super fun for the family. It was just my boys and I at that point, so we just hung out and had dinner. And then we made the trip to California and we met up with the rest of our family, watched the Nuggets play, and it was amazing. We did three days at Disneyland and California Adventure, and my family didn't know this, but I came prepared, y'all. When you take a Disney trip with me, you get the full experience, action-packed days, and fun Disney historic facts along the way. (laughs) We did rider swap because my niece was too young to ride a lot of the, the rides, and that was amazing. It was the best thing ever. It's like a fast pass for parents, so... We used Lightning Lane anyways, but this was a bonus, so everyone could ride everything. We went to the beach. We went to Huntington Beach, which we love. If I ever leave Colorado, it will be to live in Huntington Beach. (laughs) We went up to Long Beach and saw the Queen Mary. We had plans to do the whole tour, but those plans didn't work out, so I settled for a picture in front of the ship. It's gorgeous. I'll include that in the blog post so you guys can check that out. But long story, even longer, loved it. The whole trip was perfect and we're planning another one for next year. So I'm glad to be back and I have tons of new content planned, video episodes, so much stuff. Get ready. But today I have a wild story for you. This is the Jameson family mystery. I got some information from BuzzFeed Unsolved and all that's interesting article and a few other articles that I will be linking in the sources, which will be on the blog post. Let's get into it. The story begins with the Jameson family. We have Bobby Dale, who is 44, his wife, Sherilyn Leanne, who is 40, and their daughter, Madison Stormy Star, who is six years old. The family lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma, and neither Sherilyn or Bobby were working at the time of their disappearance. They were both receiving disability checks. Bobby was in a car accident a few years prior, and so that is why he was receiving the disability checks. Uh, The family was last seen on October 8th of 2009 by a man who lived in the mountains in southeastern Oklahoma. The family was in the area about 30 miles from Eufaula because they were going to look at a 40-acre plot of land that they wanted to purchase. Their plan was to live on that property in a storage container that they already had on the property in Eufaula. The man told authorities that he only saw the family and he didn't see anyone else in the area at the time. So this family seemingly just vanished. No one knew what had happened to them until eight days later, when the first break in the case would occur. On October 16th, about a quarter mile away from the Jameson family's last known location, some remote hunters came across the family's truck, abandoned and still locked. Inside the truck, authorities found several things. They found a GPS, 
jackets, Sherilyn's purse, an 11-page letter, which we will get back to. They found Bobby's wallet and his phone and a bank bag with $32,000 inside that was stuffed underneath the driver's seat. They also found the family's pet dog, Maisie, inside the car. She was surprisingly still alive, but she was malnourished. Now, on Bobby's phone, there was a picture of his daughter, which was thought to have been taken the day before the family disappeared. Something that authorities noted about the truck was that there didn't appear to be any signs of a struggle inside the truck. Now, according to the GPS that was found in the truck, it had been located further up the road prior to arriving at the location where it was found. So they followed the GPS coordinates to the earlier location of the truck and investigators found footprints. The next day, on the 17th of October, over 1,000 people formed one of the largest search efforts in Oklahoma history, which was made up of investigators and volunteers alike. They searched for a long time. But despite combing the area, they never found anything, and the, the leads that they had went cold, and the search was called off. Okay, but what about this $32,000? Like, what? That's a huge red flag to me. The couple was apparently both on disability, so it's not like they were bringing in tons of cash at this time. And Sherilyn's mother, Connie, claimed that she didn't know of any settlement from the car accident that Bobby was in that maybe would have explained this kind of money. It just didn't make sense. And the former sheriff at the time, Israel Beecham, said that there was no evidence that the family was trying to flee and start a new life or that they were in any kind of trouble at all. So what in the world? <laughs> like, this wasn't a normal investigation for the sheriff's office. The sheriff said, quote, normally you go through an investigation and one by one start to eliminate certain scenarios. We haven't been able to do that in this case. With this family, everything seems possible. End quote. So investigators were looking into the evidence and the family's behavior around the time of the disappearance when they came across some security footage. On the footage, you can see Sherilyn and Bobby making several trips, more than several, like 30 trips between the car and the house as they're packing things up. But their behavior was really odd. Sometimes they would just stop and stare, almost as if they were a trance. They weren't communicating with each other during this time. They were just staring off into space and packing things up. And while they were packing up, it was noted that there was a brown briefcase that had been loaded, loaded into the truck. And the briefcase and Sherilyn's 22 millimeter handgun would never be found. There was no sign of the missing family and no new leads to go off of until over four years later on November 16th of 2013. Hunters who were out scouting locations deep in the woods came across the decomposed skeletal remains of two adults and a child. These remains were discovered approximately 2.7 miles away from where the truck and their belongings were found four years earlier. During a search of the area, investigators found pieces of clothing, adult teeth, shoes, an adult arm and leg bone, as well as other bone fragments. 
These bones would eventually be identified through forensic testing as those of the missing Jameson family. The Oklahoma State Medical Examiner, Dr. Joshua Lantern, examined the remains and listed the cause and manner of death as unknown. He claimed that there was no evidence of trauma. However, the remains were not complete, so it couldn't be ruled out. There was evidence of posthumous damage by animals, and Lanter would conclude that the deaths occurred under suspicious circumstances. So as you can imagine, there are many different theories in this case. So let's get into them. One theory was that the family somehow got lost and died from being in the elements. It was noted that there were heavy rains in the area at the time, but not enough rain to cause their death, but something to note. And the temperatures got down to around 40 degrees Fahrenheit at certain points around this time, so it was chilly, but not crazy cold. Family members, including Sherilyn's mother, Connie, believe, though, that the family met foul play, and they don't believe that they just got lost in the woods. Sherilyn's mother, Connie, claimed that they would have never left their dog behind because that was Madison's best friend. (laughs) Another theory involved a family member. Apparently, Bobby did not have that great of a relationship with his father, 67-year-old Bob Dean Jameson. About six months before the family disappeared, Bobby had filed a protective order against his father. He claimed that he had threatened to kill Bobby and his family on two separate occasions in November 2008 and again in April of 2009. Bobby didn't say how he had threatened to kill them, but he did say that his father had hit him with his car on November 1st of 2008 and that he was a, quote, very dangerous man who thinks he's above the law, end quote. He also said that he was into prostitutes, gangs, and meth, and that the family was in fear for their lives. Oof. So that's not good. Eventually, the protective order was dismissed by a judge, but not only all of that drama with his father, Bobby was in the process of actually suing his father as well at the time. Apparently, sometimes Bobby would work for free at his father's gas station, where half the sales had been promised to Bobby, but were never paid. But according to the sheriff, Sherilyn and Bobby had been described as, quote, scammers because they had also previously tried to sue three other people in 2005 following a car accident. So this wasn't their first time trying to sue someone. Another oof. Now, Jack Jameson, who is Bob Dean's brother, so the uncle of Bobby, he believes that the family met foul play as well. But he also claimed that while Bob Dean was disturbed at the time, he was pretty sure that he wasn't capable of being involved in something like that. So we've got differing opinions all around about the dad. But police don't believe Bob Dean was involved in the family's disappearance, and he ultimately passed away in December of 2009. Another theory that came up was that this was a murder-suicide situation. This was fueled when investigators discovered an 11-page, quote, hate letter that was written from Sherilyn to Bobby, in which she berated him and called him a hermit. This letter was found in the truck at the time of the disappearance. But despite this, family members don't believe that this was the case either. 
Connie, Sherilyn's mother, claims that Bobby and Sherilyn were good parents. She was quoted as saying, quote, Like I've said from the very beginning, I think somebody killed them. There's just no way that Bobby and Sherilyn would ever let anything happen to Madison unless something had been done to them, end quote. And she lived with them at, for a while, reportedly, so she would know, I guess. But Connie did mention that her daughter had been behaving strangely. And the months before the family disappeared, she had apparently become very illogical. One day, Sherilyn had driven her mother to Oklahoma City and dropped her off on the side of the street. She told her to get out of the car. So her mother did. And this was just very out of character and strange for Sherilyn to be doing that. And this led to another theory, which involves, you guessed it, drugs. There were rumors that the couple may have been involved in drugs. This could possibly explain the strange behavior, the trance-like state while they were loading up the car, the bag of money, possibly. Was this a drug deal gone wrong? Connie doesn't believe that Bobby and Sherilyn were involved in drugs, but she did mention the family was struggling financially. So where did this $32,000 come from? It doesn't make sense. It also doesn't make sense for them to have their daughter with them if they were doing some kind of drug deal, though. That doesn't seem likely to me either. None of this makes sense. And no drugs were found at the house or in the car either. So I don't know. But all of this strange behavior leads to more strange behavior and by far the weirdest theory in this case. Which is that Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison were murdered by a cult. Some people believe that the family was killed by a religious cult located in southeastern Oklahoma. Connie, Sherilyn's mother, claimed that a cult had a hit list and she believed that Sherilyn's name was on it. According to BuzzFeed Unsolved, after Investigation Discovery aired a special on the Jameson family on their show called Disappeared, one of the family friends named Nikki Chenold said she received a phone call from a mysterious, unidentified woman. And this woman claimed to have previously been a part of a white supremacy group that kept a book containing a list of people who had caused problems for them. The woman claimed that sometimes if she recognized one of the names on the list, she would go home, look up the name of the person on the internet, and find out all the details. This apparently led her to multiple mis missing persons cases, including Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson. So this was a plausible theory, I suppose. About as plausible as the theory that the couple was into witchcraft. It was reported that Sherilyn had a satanic Bible, which was found in the family's home, which I was super interested in hearing what this, what they called it, what a witch Bible was. I figured it was probably just like a book about the Salem witch trials, let's be honest. But according to Sherilyn's friend, Nikki, Sherilyn had purchased this satanic Bible as a joke this wasn't the only link to the darker side that the couple had. The family's pastor back in Eufaula, his name was Gary Brandon. He claimed that Bobby had been reading a satanic Bible as well. 
Not only that, remember the storage container that the family was planning on living in? There was some weird graffiti found on it as well, allegedly written by Sherilyn. It said, quote, three cats killed to date by people in this area, witches don't like their black cat killed. Um, what? I know, I keep going on and on with these theories. It's like, but wait, there's more. But there really is more. Uh, the family also reportedly had two to four ghosts in their home. Two to four-ish. Uh, and Bobby had asked the aforementioned pastor for information about special bullets that could be used to shoot spirits. Uh, sir... So we've got everything in this case. We've got cults. We've got witchcraft. We've got ghosts. We've got a protection order against a family member. All the things. But no answers about what really happened to this family. Although there were tons of leads in the case, there weren't actually any suspects. And this case remains unsolved to this day. This one is rough. It's frustrating that there are so many theories, but not any actual evidence of what really happened to them. The family's remains didn't offer a ton of evidence either, so we really may never know what actually happened to them. And that is the case of the Jameson family mystery. Let me know what you guys think about what really happened to them. Thanks for tuning in today. The sources for the episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com. I'll link to that in the show notes so you guys have it. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. You'll have access to the exclusive Patreon-only episodes, early and ad-free access to the regular episodes, plus so much more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash The Haunted Corner to subscribe now. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell a friend. And if you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you soon. Bye.